Well, everybody, welcome back. I am so excited to introduce our next guest. Let me just tell you a little bit about her. So uh, Christina Baker has made it her mission to help people experience intimacy in relationship with Jesus. And her videos on social media have gone absolutely viral on TikTok, on Facebook. Uh, I am just so encouraged by them. She's inspired those in a season of darkness to find hope and to discover the power of prayer. We need prayer in our world today. This woman, when she prays, there is such authority, such fire. If you've never watched her videos, you need to start because they're so encouraging. And she is just like a, a ray of light. Her and her husband are amazing. And I want to welcome Christina Baker to the program. Christina, welcome. Thank you for having me, Todd. It is great to be here. I'm so excited. Oh, I am so excited to have you because you know what? When I see you pop up on social media, I always know, okay, this is like a ray of light in this very turbulent time that we're in. And, you know, as a pastor, I have people reaching out every day. They're depressed, they're oppressed, they're, they're fearful, they're scared of all the different things going on in our world. And I just love what you're doing. In fact, you just came out with a new book. We're going to talk to that very shortly. But uh, first of all, just say hello to the audience and tell them a little bit about how you started doing what you're doing. Yeah. Well, hey to everybody. I um, About two years ago, when, when the pandemic started, the Lord gave me a dream. And in the dream, I, I rarely go into details about it, Todd, because Sometimes people, you know, it's just, yeah, just a dynamic of when the Lord gives you a dream, you know, there's things that he speaks to you yes. that are just very personal. And so what I saw was I saw a slot machine and, you know, back in the day when I was in the world, you know, I used to gamble a lot. And wow. so he shows me a, a, a slot machine and I see these, you know, I see like the, the slots just going really fast. And I saw this darkness just covering And I saw a picture of what was social media and I woke up from this dream, process it with my husband. And I just knew that I needed to, I knew I needed to get online because I've never been a social media person, but I could see, I mean, this was like the only way we could all communicate during that time. So I jump online, I'm sitting in a corner in my bedroom in the middle of the night and I just prayed out of Joshua one and nine. The next day we wake wake up. My husband and I are like super shocked because the video had gone viral, but videos go viral all the time. So we weren't like, we didn't really think much of it. It was like, Oh, okay. So we continued doing the videos and one after the other, they continued going viral. And we were like, okay, there's a need here. And it's more than a need. It is a cry within the people where people are, you know, grasping, for hope. And I was there many, many years ago. I was grasping right. from, for hope wherever I could find it, yeah. primarily drugs and alcohol and really anything that I could get my hands on that would give me a high. I was there. Mm-hmm. I wanted it. I was all in. Wow. And just in my heart, I could feel the Lord. You know, He doesn't need us to provide big lights and stadiums and all the things that we think that we should provide for God to move in a mighty way. All he needs is agreement. And we're two or more gathered together in his name. He's in our midst, even through a, a screen on a smartphone or on a computer. Yes. And so we just started seeing how the power of agreement, the spirit of God was coming through these, you know, through these phones and touching hearts. And that sets my heart on fire, Todd, because one of the things that I realized when I gave my life to the Lord was that I had this revelation that I could never be who I was called to be by God until I got fully free. Wow. And there's, there's so many layers to it, but when we become free, we can step into the fullness of 
the thoughts that God has for us, Jeremiah 29 and 11. I know the thoughts that I have for you, yeah. not to do you harm, but to give you a hope in a future. But right. in order to do that, people have to have hope first. Yes. And so we just, we just started getting on and just one video after the other, the Lord was just breathing on it. And people, you know, a lot of the things that I saw, the testimonies of what people, you know, people would send us, you know, messages and letters just saying, Hey, like I, I was scrolling through TikTok right. and your video popped up and I, you know, I had a gun on the table ready to take my life and God just stepped in. I heard a voice behind me say, son, don't do this. And so, you know, we were seeing people healed from cancer, healed from, you know, just different things in their bodies just by listening to a prayer. Wow. And so that's the power of our God, Todd. I know you know it well. He doesn't oh, yeah. need what we think he needs. No. All he needs is surrender. All he needs is a moment of, and you know what? I even go as far to say all he needs is for us to be present because right. I wasn't fully surrendered the moment that somebody came up to me and offered me hope in Jesus. I was yeah. kind of like, I don't know about any of this, but here I am. I need help. God stepped in and changed the course of history of my life through prayer. And mm. so that's just a, that's just a little bit of a, just kind of how everything started. I love it. You have a teenage son, right? So you're a mom. I do. Okay. So you're a mom. And, you know, so you, you share about your testimony, how you came into the Lord. How many years ago? I mean, was this like many, many years ago? Was this more recent or when did you have this Damascus Road encounter? Two, 2000, October 2009. Wow. I had okay. gone to jail September 2nd, 2009. And I went in, I got arrested for drug possession Wow! and, you know, I had had a lot of close calls before Todd, Yeah. But this, this, when I got arrested this time, it was like, I knew, I remember sitting in the back of the cop car and I felt, even though I was, you know, a professed atheist, I felt something lift in the car. Yeah. I mean, I felt like there was, I had always felt like I was kind of like untouchable, like I'm going to get out of this, but that night something shifted. And I think I was perceiving something in the spirit realm. I was perceiving that something was happening around me, yes. but I didn't quite understand it. And it was like, I knew that this was it. Wow. And so when I went to jail that night, you know, it's not like I gave my life to the Lord while I was in jail or anything, but I got out when I was out on bail, I went back to my job. I was a counselor at a university. So I was, you know, telling people how to live their life during the day and drugging <laughs> wow. all night. Oh my and I lived goodness. that way for so many years, Todd. My dad, you know, kind of followed in my dad's footsteps. My dad was, um, he worked in the oil field and, um, you know, he was addicted to Coke and was very successful in the oil field. But, you know, he did that during the day and then he, you know, snort cocaine all night. And that was his life until it yeah. caught up to him. Because here's the thing, sin has short legs. Yeah. And there's a saying in Spanish, I, I think, you know, or I may have shared with you, but I grew up in, um, I grew up in Bolivia and so oh, my mom wow. would always say, my mom would always say the saying in Spanish, um, lies and sins have short legs. You can only go so far. That's you true. think that you have this little hidden thing. You think that you have this little thing on the side, but it has short legs. It will catch up to you. It will. And that's what happened with me. That's what happened with my dad. Our sin found us out and it wow. got to a place by the grace of God, though, because I look back on that Todd and I'm like, God, thank you. Thank you that I got caught. Thank you yeah. that I got arrested. Yeah. Thank you that you didn't let it perpetuate for 20 more years. But you 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 allowed for it to, to go so long that it caught me at a time in my life where I still had an opportunity to make a change. And I wasn't in the grave or I wasn't put put away in prison for the rest of my life. Yeah. I am well, just so thankful. 
This is a remarkable testimony. And now were, were you, you and your husband doing these things together or was this something you were doing on your own or? Oh, no, no. This, I, I met my husband after I gave my life to the Lord, the way my husband would have never, my husband was homeschooled and had been walking <laughs> with the Lord all his life. So it was yeah. like, it was like the light and the darkness, you know. Sounds like God. my wife. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really relate to your story because, you know, when I was in Hollywood, I don't know if you know my testimony, but I was a child actor. I but, you don't. know, there's a, there's a lot to my story of being a child actor in Hollywood and partying, you know, and, and doing these types of drugs. And this was part of the lifestyle. So for me, it was the same thing. I mean, in fact, many of my friends from my former life uh, have actually died uh, because of wow. you know various things that happened. I really feel like that was the direction I was headed if the Lord hadn't gotten a hold of my life. Now, this is crazy for those that watch me, uh, you know, watch the show. They know, but, you know, I had a uh, Damascus Road encounter where I got stabbed nine times in Los Angeles. One of them was in the heart. Heart. And uh, the guy that stabbed me ended up taking me to the hospital on the way to the hospital. I had a, uh, an encounter with the Holy Spirit where I went in the presence of the Lord. And he said, do you want to live or do you want to die? I said, I want to live. He says, well, if you live, you got to tell everybody that I'm real and you got to be on fire for me. This is like 25 years ago or something like that. But, you know, God spared my life. So when you're saying what you're saying, I relate to this because I was in a similar type of lifestyle. And I think what's so critical, crucial, important for believers to remember is that many, many people are in this lifestyle right now. And when we're on social media and we're, you know, bickering amongst each other as the Christian community and, you know, getting in all these little doctrinal variances, which is like 3% compared to the 97% that we agree on, uh, people are watching that are in a broken state and that are looking for the answer, which we have in Jesus Christ. But we have to remember, you know, not everybody is in the same place. And so, We've got to make sure to, to remember the eyes that are watching. And that's what's happening with you. So you're out there praying and, and declaring and decreeing and speaking words of life. And people are resonating with the message because of the anointing on that. What, what, do, you, what do you say to that, Christina? Wow. Well, first of all, as you're sharing, I'm like, I just feel the presence of the Lord as you're sharing your testimony, Todd. That was that was powerful. There's power in sharing our testimony because... Yeah, yeah. We have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And the reality of it is, is that all of these things here right now in this present reality are not going to matter in the grand scheme of eternity. That's right. And when you said we have the answer, we have the answer of hope. We have the answer of redemption. We have the answer of salvation. We have the answer and it is found. And when I say we have the answers, because we carry the message, the great commission of the cross. Yes. And what's happening right now. And that was one of the things that compelled me in 2020. I was like, God, I don't really, like I shared with you, I don't like social media. I think it's very impersonal. I think it's very, you know, just, there was just so many layers. So I was like, God, I don't want to, I don't want to get out there and do this. But right. here's the thing is that God has appointed that as a tool to this generation to reach the entire planet with the gospel of Jesus Christ yes, and the gospel of salvation. Yeah. And so when we talk about having the answer, that's, and that's for everybody, whether you're an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, evangelist, or a pastor, everybody has, everybody has a mandate to deliver the words of God and the hope that is only found in Jesus Christ. And here's the thing. If we don't bring the hope, somebody else is. Yeah. That's right. Somebody else is going to do it, That's whether right. it be the drugs, the money, 
another religion, somebody else is going to bring supposed hope. So the question is, are we going to be the ones that deliver the only true hope that's found in Jesus? Are we going to be the ones that bring, because when people have a hard heart and when you look around, Todd, I mean, yesterday, you know, when I was reading, you had shared a post that was like, wow, I was just really, I was blown away. I was blown away by what I was reading, but you know what it showed me? It showed me the true condition of what's happening right now in the society. Yes. Yes. It showed me what's actually going on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let me just say this. God wants us to be the answer. And before you can actually reach someone, their heart has to be open. The scriptures talk about, you know, Lord, give us a heart of flesh and not of stone. In other words, give us a soft heart so that we may receive your word. And people are not going to hear from us. People are not going to hear a word that we say unless we come with the love and the hope that is only found in Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean not speaking truth to people, speaking the truth. I'm going to tell you something. The man that led me to the Lord, his name is Hilroy. And he he came up to me within two weeks after I'd given my life to the Lord. And he was like, Christina, you're you're a drug addict and Mm. you need to get off the drugs. This is wrong. This you cannot continue living this way. Todd, if he had not talked to me like that, I would have just continued. I mean, I would have just continued doing what I was doing. So we have to be able to address. We have to be able to address people with the truth in love. And that is a dance that only comes from the Lord. It's a strategy that he gives us. He anoints our lips to be able to speak the truth and love to people. And I believe you do that so powerfully online. I know you do that with all the people that you minister to and all the people that you shepherd. But you know what? One of the things that David had a revelation of, David had a revelation that, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. But what does a shepherd do? A shepherd not only, only, you know, takes care of the sheep, but it protects the sheep from danger. Yeah, yeah. And so... You know, I just, I believe that it's a very, there's a fine line, you know, but we can get that strategy from the Lord. Holy Spirit teaches us how to speak to people and how to go about uh, ministering his word to people where we're still speaking the truth without compromise and compromising the message of the gospel, but doing it in love. Because in order for people to receive his message, they need to be able to know that they are loved first. People need to know that they're loved. And I encountered that. It was, you know what? People, when I came to the Lord, Todd, nobody was standing over me like, look at you, you Mm -hmm. this, you that, you the other. It was the love of God that led me to repentance through these people. It was just, it was unconditional love. We love you. Yeah, we're going to tell you, you know, what we think and, you know, where you're off, but we're going to love you through it. Wow. And that's what changed me, Todd. It's the love that leads us to repentance, the love of God that leads us to repentance, but he wants to do it through us Yes, because the love that we display to others will lead people to repentance, period. That's right. Wow. What you're saying is so spot on. And it's exactly what the Lord's been putting on my heart because, you know, truth, we have to speak truth. But like you said, in love, the the scripture even says, you know, they were known to be Christians by their love and uh, it's part of the fruit of the spirit. So we have to remember this because we hate the sin, but we don't hate the sinner. And there are, you know, thank God. See, you had people like me that took time to mentor you. And I think this has been an area of lack in the body where people are making disciples. We have to make disciples, the great commission, you know, go and make disciples. And, and people took time with me, Christina, they, they, to sit down. There was this one gentleman, Alex, and he's now going to be with the Lord, but he used to meet me for coffee and he would challenge me in love. 
about things that I was doing as a brand new baby believer. And he would confront the sin. In fact, I remember one time he was real harsh. I mean, he took something, slammed it on the table and said, what's this? You know, and, and I, I needed it. I needed it. And I received it because I knew he was doing it in love. And this is where I think, you know, for the last many years, especially in the, in the mega church culture. And again, I, I'm not against mega churches, but what happens in some of the larger churches is that you don't ever get discipled because no one even knows you. You know, you only maybe know like your little section. And even if you know that, that's good. But some people slip in and slip out for 10, 15 years without even making any connections in the church that they call home. Wow. And they're not being shepherded or mentored. And so they kind of stay on like a level one instead of going deeper. And, wow. you know, God is a deep God. Deep cries out to yes. deep. You know, yes. he wants us to be growing constantly. You know, as a believer in Christ, you know, we should be able to like talk to each other. And I should say, Christina, where are you at in the word right now? What's the Lord speaking to you? And you have an answer because you're in the word and you're in prayer and the Lord is speaking to you. And so I just th these are really important points. I really hope people get this because you are a prime example of somebody that was in the world. Somebody came out of the world. You had an encounter with Jesus. Now the anointing is upon you. And I, I, it's like, I know you get this, but when I go certain places, I meet somebody and within a couple of seconds, I can see the spirit on them. And I know yeah, wow. the Lord is moving in their life. And that's how it was with you. It's like, you know, we don't really know each other. Well, we have some mutual friends and things like that. But I knew you were operating the spirit because I see the anointing. I see the fruit in your life. And, and, and so this is, this is what we need. Wow. What do you say to that? Wow. Well, we need, we need what? What is coming on the earth in the days ahead, Todd, and the things that were that we're we began to see the shift in 2020. Yeah. We need the glory. Yeah. We need the glory. We need the fire to be able to withstand. Because here's the thing, and then the Lord has, had spoken this to me a couple of months ago. If we are not walking in the flame and in the fire of God with the glory and just resting yes. on us, because there's a difference. There is a difference. We can be believers, but there's a difference. And we, you know, many of us have experienced this on our walk. We have weary seasons, yep. but we need to stay connected. The only way I believe one of the ways, how do you stay on fire for the Lord? Staying on question. fire for the Lord is cultivating intimacy with him. It's having a, is having locked eyes where we, we live on a daily basis where we are locked. We have locked eyes with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because when we have intimacy and you know, this Todd, and just when we're spending time in the word, we're spending time in prayer, we're, we're spending time with him. We become more like him. And we yes. have that. It's the abiding place that Psalm 91 talks about. And yep. when we abide under the shadow of the almighty, that means abiding means to be able to be close enough to someone that their shadow is covering you. There's intimacy wow. there. And That's so right. that shadow needs to overshadow we need to be so close to the lord in this season because what's coming on the earth and the things and we're just we've been feeling this increase you know the birth pains yes we need the fire of god we need the love of god to be filling us on a daily basis sometimes minute to minute basis god fill me and i feel like maybe there's some people that are listening to this right now and thinking, man, I'm just, I'm kind of running on fumes right now. I've, you know, I've had, I've had moments in my life where I've been on fire, but I want that fire back, get right. back to the secret place, yes. get back to the place where all you saw were the eyes of fire. All you heard was the voice of God. And it doesn't take, you don't have to work to get back into, into that place. It's literally just stepping in. Yes. You step in because he's never moved. He's always been there. It's us that moves.
And so the moment that we just step back into that place and get into that place with the Lord of intimacy, everything begins to change. We need the fire of God in the days ahead. God has always set his people apart. We are, we were always called to be different. We were not called to be like the world. We were not called to look like the world. We were always called to be a peculiar people. And what's going to set us apart in the days ahead is the fire of God, the burning passion inside of us. As you said, so powerfully taught, it's the love. It's the fruit of love that we will be marked by in this world with his fire that is going to compel people to come into the kingdom. Right now we're seeing people, I, you know, my husband and I talk about this all the time. The, the scriptures talk about the harvest you know, being ripe, the harvest is desperate. Yeah. It's not just ripe. It's, it's right. Come on. People, the fruit, yes. you know, you walk by a, like a, a fruit tree, an apple tree, an orange tree. And, you know, you've got to sometimes like get up on a ladder and pick the tree out. And those were the former days. It's not like that anymore. The That's fruit right. is so low hanging to the ground, but we got to be the ones that pull the fruit off the tree before it falls to the ground. That's the picture that the Lord gave me prophetically. The fruit is so close to the ground, but we got to catch it before it falls. We have to be the ones that step in as God's, as Jesus's feet and hands and mouth and ears and be the ones that catch that fruit. Because if we don't catch it, somebody else will, something else will. The enemy has positioned, we're just, it's just such a, it's like we live in, in such an exciting time, Todd. But yes. at the same time, the earth has never seen the type of warfare that we are seeing in this generation, never. And it's increasing every day. We need his glory. We need his presence. We need to be so close to him. I say this to my son. We need to be so close to Jesus that he can smell the shampoo on your hair. That's how <laughs> close we need to be. Close. Yes. Because when there's closeness, boy, that fire is going to begin to burn. And you're yes. so close, you can hear his whisper. So mm. God's going to begin to whisper things in your ear. Say this, go here, talk to this person, yep. go there. A lot of people are walking around. Maybe right now you're just asking the Lord, I need wisdom. I need wisdom. What do I do? Where am I going? And I, I just really feel right now that there's going to be people that are going to, that are going to listen to this and just need yep. to know what am I, what is my position? Yes. In this hour. Well, God is handing us all a pair of combat boots, Todd. This is the hour that we're standing in. Right. We're all putting on, we've all got our combat boots ready and we are not, the Lord Jesus is not coming back for a broken down bride. He's coming back for a warrior bride. Yeah. And that is what God is building in the earth right now. He's, he's building up his bride, mm. but we've got to be sold out. And I, I, two years ago, I had this vision as I was praying. And I remembered when, when I walked down the aisle to marry Ryan I remember just the way that he looked at me, the way that I looked at him. And it was like mm. my love forever. Mm-hmm. How much more is that going to be our picture? The picture of Jesus with his bride. He's not going to come back for a bride that is looking everywhere else like, oh, hey, how are you? No, he's going to come back. He's coming back for a bride that has dove eyes for him and him alone. Yes. yes. No other gods, no other idols nothing before him. And I know, and I can see, and I know you can see this Todd and everybody listening, you can see that God is beginning to de-wrinkle and de-blemish the bride. It's just so beautiful. Oh, yeah. We will be marked right. by love. We will be That's marked right. by love. Come on. For well, him. That this is it. And so when, when you deal with that warfare that you're talking about, you know, how, people see the glory. They don't know the story. I say that often, you yeah. know, they, they wow. see where you're at now, but they don't know the whole history. 
history. And that's why I love to dive into testimony and people they're like, oh my gosh, I never knew that. You know, they can't even fathom, but you had to walk through some very difficult seasons. And so how, when somebody sees you now, I mean, you're on fire, the anointings there, you know, people can just see how much you love Jesus. How do you get to that place to those that are like, I want what this woman has, but I don't know how to get there. What would you say? Yeah. There's that scripture. And I know you're going to resonate with this too, Todd. And I know a lot of people re- will resonate with this. He who's been forgiven much loves much. Yep. Yep. That's and it. it's not about, here's the thing is that, oh, well, you've gone to jail and you've been strung out on drugs and you were a junkie. And of course you're going to, you know, realize you've been forgiven much. No, no, no. We've all been forgiven much. Yeah. And yeah. we see a picture of that in the scriptures where you see the man beating his chest and going, you know, I am but a sinner. And then the other man going, thank God I'm not like him. No, (laughs) we all fall short. The, the, here's the, here's the, the, here's the dividing line, a revelation that we've all been forgiven much, no matter if you've been a junkie or if you've walked what you've known Jesus and you've grown up in church all your life, we all fall short. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all are in need of a savior. All of us, every single person listening to this, Todd and I, we were all on a one-way ticket to hell, but we're given the gift of salvation. And I believe that the revelation of that, of how much we've been forgiven, begins to stir that fire. He who's been forgiven much loves much. Loves who? Loves God. And when you love God, you love people. That's, that's, that is the clear, that is the clear fruit when you have that intimacy with the Lord taught is that you love people because when you receive God's love, you're spending time with the Lord. The first thing you want to do, what do you want to do? You want to go share it with people. You want to go give it away because you know that when you give it away, he's going to fill you up so much more. So it's like, Oh God, I just have to share with people how good he is. And that's what happened with me. Todd, I was, you know, I should have gone to jail and what happened. I'll make a real long story short. I'm sitting in the courtroom. I had been rearranged three times and I'm standing before the judge and my attorney comes up to me and he's like, Hey, you're going to do some time. I'm like, Oscar, I can't go back to jail. And he was like, no, this is what we're looking at. And it was the very first time I had heard the voice of the Lord. And I heard this voice. And at the time, you know, I didn't, I was like, well, I've never heard a voice like that in my head and my spirit. And you know, I heard his voice go talk to the DA. Hmm. And I told my attorney, I was like, I need to talk to the DA. He was like, you can't talk to the DA. He's like, and he, I was a loose cannon. I had, you know, fresh, just saved like right, just right. a few weeks. You know, I was wild wow. yeah. on fire, just telling everybody, you know, what the Lord Jesus had done for me. And he says, um, all right, I've given you legal advice. We walk outside of the courtroom and the DA looks at me. He's like, so what's up? And I was like, I don't know what's up, but these people that were discipling me kept telling me that God was truth. God was love. I was like, I'm going to tell them the truth about what happened that night. And he's like, all right, shoot. And I was like, look, I know you get hundreds of people that walk here every day and tell you that God has changed them. But really Jesus Christ has saved my life. And I'm sorry. The drugs were mine. I gave a full confession, Todd. He looks at me and he says, we all make mistakes sometimes. Have a good day. And my, my stomach falls and my attorney looks at me and he's like, you're done. And I knew you, like I gave a full confession with no plea deal. We walk inside and it was, I would say, I probably thought I surrendered up until this point, Todd, but this was my moment of surrender. I was like, God, I did the crime. I should do the time. 
like, I'll just tell people I'll preach in jail. If I go back, it was just like, I'm, I fully accept. Cause up until that moment, I was like, God, I can't go back to jail. But this moment I was like, all right, you surrendered. I'll go go back. I surrendered. I'll touch on that in a second. Okay. So what felt like 15 hours was like 15 minutes. My attorney walks up to me pale and he looks at me and he holds up a yellow piece of paper that changes the rest of my life. And it says order of dismissal. And I was like, what's going on? And he was like, Christina, you're free to go. And I was like, well, what happened? He was like, they threw the case out. And I was like, you know, sometimes when you've already been given the order of dismissal and you, you're still in bondage. That's how I was in that moment. But I had this thought, thought I was like, you know, cause I was still, you know, I was saved, but my mind was still not fully saved, you know? Yes. And he's, he was like, um, you're free to go. And I was like, I better get out of here before they change their mind. <laughs> I get my stuff, run outside, fall on my knees. And I just began to worship. And at the top of my lungs, there's hundreds of people walking around the, the court building downtown. And I'm like, hallelujah. Thank you. I'm testifying, crying, losing my mind because I knew, I knew that I deserved to do the time for what I had, for what I had done. I knew it. And that was my collision with the cross moment, Todd. It's, it was the message. I had heard the message of the cross, but it was the first time I understood the message of the cross in my bones. I did the crime, but I was free. Now go. And it was like the Lord in that moment was like, now go and sin no more. That was my woman at the well moment. Hmm. And I heard the Lord say, you see that judge in there? I've been, I'm over her and I'm above the judicial system in the United States. And I've been watching you all your life. I was there with you when you were homeless on the beach. I was there with you when you got your brain tumor diagnosis. I was there with you when you got arrested. I was there with you when you almost overdosed. I was there with you all along. Now go and sin no more. And that was it. You know, in the Old Testament, Todd, they used to build altars before the Lord. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha. And they would remember the Lord for who he was. That moment, it was, I, that was my moment of God you're real and you're there and you see me and you love me. How can I not live the rest of my days telling everybody what you've done for me? Cause if you'll do it for me, you'll do it for everybody else. That's right. That's right. I don't care what it costs me. I don't care. I don't care if it costs me my life. I'm going to live the rest of my days for you. And I'm going to tell everybody about how good you are and what you've done for me. So that moment set, that was the moment that just the Lord, just like an arrow, just set, my heart was set on fire. My heart was set on fire because Todd, my heart was overcome with the love that he had for me. Now, the moment of surrender, I think a lot of times we're like, yeah, I surrender, but give me all this. Yeah. And if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord of all, Lord at all. He's got to be Lord of all. And I I believe that at that moment, I was like, God, I want you to be Lord of all. Even though I was kind of like squandering this little area, like don't touch this over here. Don't touch this over here. No, I give, I give everything to you. And I believe that the key to unlocking so much in our lives is surrender, true surrender. Just like God, like I really surrender this thing. And maybe you're listening right now and there's things in your life that you haven't seen the breakthrough And you know, God wants you to have that breakthrough. I want to encourage to anybody listening right now that whatever that thing is that has just been, you know, you've been praying for and believing for, for so many years, 
set that at the foot of the cross, set that at the foot of the cross that no matter what the outcome, no matter how God, and that's what the, that's what the Hebrew boys did in the fire. No matter what God does or doesn't do, we will not bow down. And what's happened is sometimes we'll bow down to the God of fear, right? The God of, 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 you know, it could be anything, anxiety, depression, lack, whatever that thing is. God wants to step in and be the Lord of all in your situation, but it requires surrender. And that was one of my first lessons on just fully surrendering everything. Cause we think we surrendered, but there's like things where it's like, okay, I really haven't let that down. <laughs> That's right. What well, what you're saying reminds me of John three sixteen because it's the same. It's like the same story. It's like we we all are sinners and we deserve death. I mean, we deserve you know to to pay the punishment for our sin. But Jesus paid the punishment and he wiped the slate clean. And that's literally what happened in your court case is the slate was wiped clean. You know, I really believe the Lord did that as you do. And, you know, look what he's done as a result also, which he knew then you were going to be like Isaiah in Isaiah chapter six, you saying, send me, I'll go. See, you said yes to the calling and you felt the presence of the Lord. You touched the hem of his garment at that moment and you felt the glory and look what the Lord has done. And now he's expanding the territory. And what I love about this, you know, we used to pray in the house of prayer many years ago uh, about a generation of prodigals that were going to come back. We call misfits and prodigals and, and those that, you know, people would have never thought, yeah, you know, the drug addicts and things like that. And, and when I'm listening to your testimony, I'm like, this is literally that happening right now where the Lord is raising up voices in this hour and out of nowhere and just, and I see you. He's going to take you far and wide and because the anointing and the mantle is on you. And that's because you've said yes and you've showed up, you know. And so I'm just so thankful for what God is doing in and through your ministry, uh, Christina. What a blessing. I mean, you could just see it's real. It's authentic. You know, you're not trying to be something. You know, you're just showing up and saying, this is me. Here's my story. And, and then you're sharing the truth and you're sharing, you know, in prayer. Um, gosh, I could just go on for hours here, but, you know, we got to get going here. Uh, but let me just tell you this, that there, there's a book out and this book is amazing and it's on Amazon. I'm actually looking, it's called Hope in 60 Seconds by Christina Baker. Why don't you give us kind of the rundown about your book and how you got started on it, what, it, what it's about? Yeah. So I wanted to be able to put something in people's hands beyond 60 seconds, Todd. Yeah. People yeah. were, you know, reaching out. They're like, well, what's the story behind these prayers? What's the passion behind every prayer? There is a passion. And, um, I just shared the darkest moments of my life. And, and the prayer was, as I was writing the book was God, if I expose the darkest parts of my life, my prayer is that it will sow a seed into every heart reading or listening that what you've done for me, you'll do it again and again and again and again, that there is nobody too far or too lost that you won't touch and heal or save. And it doesn't matter how close they are. It doesn't matter how close they are to death. It doesn't matter how lost they are. It doesn't matter what the situation looks like. The God of resurrection will come down and breathe over every situation and give it new life. And so I feel like the declaration of the book is, can these dry bones live? That is the declaration of the book. Can these dry bones live? And the Lord says, yes, that as the Lord as the Lord breathes over that which you thought was dead or that which you thought was impossible or lost, that, that when we put things into the hands of the Lord and we come to that place of surrender, 
God will do the impossible. And so it's hope in 60 seconds, encountering the God of the impossible. I have a friend that told me, she's like, you read the book and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse <laughs> until, until Jesus steps in. And so just stories that, you know, I was homeless on the beach with my dad when I was 15, kind of went from house to house, just my descent into drugs and going to jail, getting arrested, death, and just all the things that, you know, a lot of us has, have walked through. And then God just coming in like a hero of hope as he, as he does, Todd, you know, the world looks for a knight in shining armor. We don't, we look for Jesus on the white horse that steps Mm. into our seasons and goes, I'm here. And I'm the only one that can deliver you. And I'm the only one that can bring you through. So in a nutshell, that's, that's hope in 60 seconds. We may think he needs that. He, we need a lifetime with God, but God needs one moment of surrender. And that's it. It's a wrap. That's it. This is the story behind the story that, you know, when you watch these 60 second videos on TikTok and on social media, and then now you get to see the other side of this, how this happened and how the Lord's anointed this ministry and you and your husband are awesome. And he's super supportive of what you're doing too, which is amazing. And so God is just doing something very special. And uh, Christina, I'm just so blessed by you, blessed by your testimony. Thank you for sharing. How can people find you on social media in case they never have and, and start to follow you? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Christina Baker. And uh, if, if anybody's uh, daring enough to go on TikTok, because I know I was like scared, <laughs> but it's Christina.Baker, Christina with no H. And uh, it's Christina Baker on Instagram. Awesome. Well, I think I follow you on all of those, but uh, very, very exciting. Good to see what God is doing in your life. Please come back uh, soon and share You know Would what the Lord that. continues to do. And we're going to be praying for you, your ministry. And I'm, I'm telling you, this is just the beginning. God is going to do so many powerful things in and through you. So thank you to you and your husband thank for your God. obedience, your heart to serve. And uh, Christina Baker, you can find it. We'll put the links below as well. And we'll be back with the Todd Coconado Show. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I want to give each and every one of you one last chance to get my original My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code, and you'll get your very own My Slippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off and the biggest savings ever. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Not only that, they come with an indoor-outdoor sole so you can wear them anytime, anywhere. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. And now you can get them for the best savings ever, only $49.98. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own My Slippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off. We have extremely low quantities, and once they're gone, they're gone. So order now. <laughs> ¶¶